All right. Praise the Lord. How many of y'all know that worship goes on 24-7 in heaven? Worship is continuously going. If they had day and night, then it's going on day and night. Did you know that? Yeah, let's look real quick at Revelation 4, 8 through 11. I'm going to read that. It says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by you... By your will, they exist and were created. Praise the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, I was created to worship you. Hallelujah. Now, whenever we join in worship, do you know that this is the one activity that we do here on earth that will go on forever? It's the one activity that we will always be doing, and we do it here. And when we do it, we are in communion with all of heaven. It's kind of like the Lord's Prayer, isn't it? Lord, thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? So when I'm praising, I am doing what, uh, what is the will of God in heaven right here on earth. So can I hear somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. you are good and your mercy endures forever. Mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen. Now tonight, I've called this, where did you build the memorials or the altar? We're going to talk about praise and worship. That's obviously what we're talking. That's where I'm going. Okay. But. Tonight I'm going to talk about an aspect of it that we don't always talk about in just a few minutes. Something that you may not have thought about. And God just gave this to me uh, a couple weeks ago and it's been brewing. And so pastor said, you know, hey, I need you to take over. And I said, all right, God already gave me something. I didn't have the whole of it, but I already had a clue where I was going. Okay, now let's look at... Hmm, what did I write here? (laughs) All right, let's go to Psalm 104. Got to decipher my own writing tonight. Yeah, yeah, I wrote in tongues, that was it. Praise the Lord. You guys would not imagine just what kind of a, you know, sometimes you're going to preach something and you think, oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's... It'll be good, but you don't, but listen, you face all kinds of opposition when you start trying to do it, and today's been one of those days, so I know that God's got something going today. He's got something he wants to say to us today. It may be a simple message, but I believe it's a powerful message. Amen. Okay, so let's look at Psalm 100, and let's look at verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving 
and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Listen, there's a reason why we feel so good and so uh, at peace and so happy about our walk with God when we've been praising and worshiping. You know, when the worship team's been up there and, and the spirit's moving and you're out here and you're worshiping and, 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 and you're getting into that or when Shekinah glory comes and you say, man, I can't wait for them to come back again. Well, there's a reason for that. We just read it. Because when we praise and worship and give thanks and bless his name, we're in his presence. Amen. We're in his presence. Do you know, praise is mentioned 6,160 times in the Old Testament and 692 times in the New Testament. Now this leads me to believe that praise and worship is about something more than us jumping around, that it's some kind of serious business. While we're here and we're laughing and we're having a good time and we get drunk in the Holy Ghost and we shout and we run and we praise and, 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 and we're full of joy because we're in the presence of God, there's something serious Amen. happening. Amen. There's something serious happening. God doesn't mention something 6,160 times in the Old Testament and 692 times in the New Testament. He doesn't reference praise unless he means it. Amen. Amen. And so tonight we know, now listen, we know uh, that God does not have an identity crisis, right? Now, I don't know about you, but when I first started hearing stuff about praise, you know, I, I always had this kind of thought. I was raised up in a house where, you know, they were always like, well, we don't give a lot of praise because you'll get the big head and we don't want you to get proud. And, and you know, people would say, oh, she's cute, but we don't want to tell her that because she'll get the big head. Or, oh, she did that, but we don't tell. This was something I heard all the time. And if you dared say you were good at anything, they'd be like, it's not, it's not polite to boast about yourself, right? Yeah. And so when I heard all this stuff about praising God, I had this little niggling thought in the back of my head like, man, what is up with God? Is he like... You know, is he kind of conceited or something? I mean, what? <laughs> and you may be out there and you may have thought that. and You may not be willing to admit it, but I'm admitting it for you tonight <laughs> that I had thoughts like that. But listen to me. God does not have an identity crisis. Amen. But sometimes we do. Yes. See, God doesn't need us to build him up so that he can, he can feel good about himself. See, he's not up there going... Oh, man, I, I don't know if I'm doing good or not. You know, I, I'm not sure if they really appreciate the, my bigness. And, uh, you know, am I really all that if nobody's telling me? I mean, no, it's not that. It's not that. No, no, listen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So God is dwelling inside of each of us. And so what happens? What happens when I am facing a challenge? And I come before the Lord, and I say, oh, God, I thank you that you always caused me to triumph through Jesus Christ. I thank you that I am more than a conqueror in all of these things. I thank you, God, that if you be for me, then who could be against me? Who am I building up? Yeah, yeah. Am I building up God or am I building up me? Am I building up the God in me? Is it me that needs to remember or is it God? It's me. It's me, right? And so there's a reason. I just want to clarify right up front. God does not have an identity crisis, okay? <laughs> All right. Now, praise 
is a weapon of our warfare. Now, we know that, right? But we're going to go and look at it anyway. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 20, 1 through 4. And this is a story some of you are, are familiar with, but we're just going to look at this real quick. It says, It happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. So now, here's King Jehoshaphat. Just give you a little... And and these people are coming out against him, okay? And what happens is he gets together with the people and they go before the Lord. And they say, Lord... and, And literally, they just lay the case out before the Lord. They go in the temple and they say, hey... This is what these people are saying. God, remember that you have covenant with us. But, but oh, by the way, Lord, by the way, Lord, here's what they're saying. What do you have to say about that? What do you have to say about that? So they entreated. They entreated the Lord. And so the Lord gives them some instructions. Let's go look at uh, verse 17. And it says, you will not need to fight this, in this battle. This is after they've sought his face. Now God's telling them what to do. He says, position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Sometimes, and we're going to go on and read another one here in just a second. Sometimes we have spent so much time praying and and, and fretting and and struggling, and and, and we've done it for years, maybe. We've looked for the the, the answer. We've we've gotten in our Bibles, and we're like, oh, God, if I could just say this enough times, and and if I could just pray hard enough, and if I could just listen, maybe what you really need to do is just stand still for a moment. And let's see what he told them to do while they were standing still. Let's go to the next verse, which is verse 21. And and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him some praise. Give him some praise right there. What do you need a breakthrough for? Where do you need God to show up for you right now? Say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are for me. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Glory, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you're a good God. Now, How do you feel after that? <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, you felt good just to open your mouth and let out some, some pent-up energy, didn't you? <laughs> Amen. All right, so let's look at, let's look at Psalm. Uh, we're going to look at Psalm 107, 1 through 2. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Listen, sometimes you've got to stop and just, and just say, you know what, God, you're merciful. I thank you for your mercy. Do you look back and remember the times he's been merciful? Yeah. See, sometimes when we're in the midst of the battle, we're not looking at all the times he's already answered. 
right? He says, oh, listen, listen, if God is for you, then who can be against you? Who can be against you? It doesn't mean somebody won't try. It doesn't mean the enemy won't come out. But it does mean he can't prevail. Amen. Amen. All right. So then let's look at Psalm 136, 1 through 3. Say, praise the Lord. Lord. I thank you for your mercy mercy. and your goodness. goodness. Amen. Amen. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Here it is. For his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to God of gods, to the God of gods, for his what? Mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for what? Now, why is this important? What's this mercy thing about? Let me ask you something. How many times have you found yourself in a situation that honestly, you you caused it? (laughs) I mean, there's just no way to get around it. You did something. You caused it. And how many of those times that you were in that situation that when you turned to God, he delivered you? That was his mercy. His mercy. So what is he saying to you? Look, you may be in a problem that you created, but if you belong to him, if you repent and you turn to him, look, he'll still be good to you. He'll still be good to you. And he's done it over and 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 over. And you know how I know that? Y'all are all sitting here, and so am I. (laughs) So his mercy and his goodness has been at work. It's been at work through all of our lives. And God says over and over, oh, if they would just give me thanks for my goodness and my mercy. And you'll understand why that's important in a few minutes. I, there, there's a reason I'm, well, I, I'm bringing this up, and we'll get to it. So y'all hang with me because I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. We got a point here. Okay, praise the Lord. Now, let's look at Psalm 149. Wait, did I do Psalm 96? Let's do Psalm 96. And verses 1 through 4. It says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His wonders, I want you to pay attention to that. Declare his glory among the nations. His wonders among the peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Praised, He is to be feared above all gods. So in other words, that would say to me that if God's to be feared above all gods, then my respect for God should be greater than my respect for the enemy who was trying to destroy me. Amen? Amen. And one of the ways that I show God that I fear him or respect him more than I respect the enemy is that I get joyful and I praise That's respect to God over the enemy. So, Teresa, what about when the doctor gives me a bad report? Oh, honey, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to lift up the word, and I'm going to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. By your stripes, I've already been healed. I've already been healed, and I thank you. Yeah, this is a fact. This is a fact. Look, listen, listen. When Jehoshaphat uh, was there, it was a fact that the armies were coming against him. That was a fact. But the truth was is that they belonged to God, and when they praised him, God came along and gave them some truth, some deliverance, some deliverance, right? 
Okay, and so, greater is he that's in me. So when I have a fact staring me in the face, I'm going to give a little bit of respect to my God. Okay? What about when the bill comes? That's right. What about when the bill's there staring you in the face? Oh, my goodness, I'm going to lose my house. What am I going to do? I'm going to lose my car. I, I, I might lose my job. I'm, I, oh, 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 thank you, Father God, who always causes me to triumph through Christ Jesus. That's where you start always. He always causes me to triumph. In other words, I'll win this one too. I'll win this one too. Who supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Amen? Say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. You're a good God, and your mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen. All right, let's look at Psalm 149. Okay, it says, Psalm 149, 5 through 9, it says, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud. Listen, even on your bed at night. Why on your bed at night? Well, let me ask you something. Where does that little head of yours get into quite the the twist and the turmoil? Where does that happen usually? It happens in your bed. I don't know about you, but that's what happens to me. I'm good all day long because I got people around me and I'm doing my thing and I've got things to accomplish and I got to go here and I got to do that. Oh, but then I have to lay down at night. (laughs) and there's silence and I got nothing to entertain me but those thoughts rolling around and around in my head well God gave us he gave us uh, he gave us the, the prescription right here he said let them sing aloud not to yourself even sing aloud on your bed why because that enemy he needs to know you're in there rejoicing he needs to know do you know that the thing that Satan wanted was worship You know, he was the leader of worship in heaven. You know that, right? The Bible says that he had his timbrels and and his jewels within him. He he was music. He was, and he got proud, and he said, I'm beautiful, and I want the worship. I want the glory, and I'll just go over here, and I'll I'll build my throne. And and, and so what what happens when we're worshiping God? Oh, he hates that. Oh, 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 it just enforces his shame. He's been defeated. He's been, he, he's been defeated by Jesus. It enforces his shame. He does not like to stay in the presence of the worship. He does not like it. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen. Okay, so now I've talked to you about things right here that you're pretty much you're aware of. You go to this church and you've been going to church for a while and you, you know this. You know that when we, when we praise, when we sing songs, it's warfare. And you know that when we give thanks to God, it, it's warfare. And when we bless his name, it's warfare. But now I'm going to talk to you about an aspect that you may not have ever, uh, you may not have ever thought of it this way. Because God just gave this to me, and then again, you may have. But there's another way we glorify God, and we know that we're glorifying, but we don't uh, understand the power of it. And I feel that some of us really need to understand the power of it, because I think it could change some things in not only our lives, but others. Help us to be, to be a force in other people's lives. Amen? Okay, so. All right, let's go to Exodus 17. And we're going to camp out here now. 
for a few minutes. We're going to just be hanging out here now. Okay, let me set this up. This is, uh, they're in the, this is, um, um, they're in Rephidim. Moses and the children are in Rephidim. I probably didn't say that right, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, so they've just come out of the wilderness of sin. I don't think that that's a coincidence. (laughs) Listen, I don't think that's a coincidence that the Bible called it sin. They just came out of the wilderness of sin. Okay, and, and, and Amalek is coming against them. Amalek's going to come against them, okay? That's, that's what we're looking at here. All right, and so let's look at, let's look at verse um, 17 and, and verse 1. Let me just set that up. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their, gener- their journey from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord and camped in Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. Okay, so now it goes on and it talks about how that then the people, they complained and they were bitter against Moses and, and so on and so forth because they didn't have water and they didn't have all the stuff. Now I want you to see, uh, wait a minute, I'm not going to go there just yet. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about first the fact that many of you, Many of you have come out of the world and out of sin. You, you, some of you may be new in here. Maybe some of you aren't, but some of you have, you're just turned in. You're just now trying to walk this thing out. And you come to this church, and you start praising God, and you start living for God, and what happens? All hell breaks out loose against you, doesn't it? You just came out of the wilderness of sin, and now the devil's not too happy about that, right? He's really not too happy about that. And now you may be on the other, you may be on the other end of this. You may have been walking with the Lord for quite some time, okay? And you, you're walking along, and you're worshiping the Lord, okay? But, but you also have all hell breaking out against you, too. You mean you may have been doing this for a while. You may be you be you're like, what's going on here? I don't get it, right? Well, it sounds a little bit like God gave us a strategy, didn't he? He gave us a strategy. But here's what happens sometimes. The new babes, they don't know what's happening, but here's what happens with those who've been who've been walking for just a little while and and and, and they get a, they start to think this. Oh, I don't even know if God even hears me anymore. Is God even amongst me? I've been standing against this for oh, months, years, weeks, several years, whatever. You fill in the blank. I'm not sure God is even, and you start to question, is God, does the word really mean, does it really mean that by his stripes I was healed, or is there something more that I have to do because this isn't working for me? Is God really, I mean, it, I know the Bible says, but... I know the Bible says, but I'm just not sure God's going to do that for me. I, I, I'm questioning whether God is who he says he is. Ooh, hold on now. Hold on. Okay, so let's go down to verse 7. and says, so he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the contention of the children of Israel. And listen now. And because they tempted the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? Now listen, they were babes and they, they, they came out, but listen, 
Those of us who've been walking a while, we're still tempted to do that, and we're probably the ones that do it more because we get disappointed because we tried something and we worked at something and we praised and we stood on the scripture and we, and we, can't, we don't understand everything. I'm going to say something to you as gently as I can. You will, you will always have to face the fact that there are sometimes mysteries that you do not understand. And there can be as many reasons for that as there are people walking this earth. There's, there could be times when you've prayed and stood and it hasn't worked out quite the way you planned. Do you question God? Or do you think that he's still good? Yeah, amen. We'll talk about that a little further in a minute. I see some of y'all's faces. <laughs> praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's look at Exodus. I already read that one. So let's look at uh, 9 through 15. Now, once again, they're in a battle. See, and they, they, they've gotten into this battle, and, and to some degree they've caused it. <laughs> Remember what I was saying? Some degree they've caused it because they're complaining. Okay? And it says, And Moses said to Joshua, we're, we're starting in verse 9, Choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Keep that in your mind. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And, Mo- and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. Do you hear that? But Moses' hands became heavy. Oh, wait a minute. He needs somebody to help him. So they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, and this is what I want us to, I want us to think about this. He said, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is My Banner. For he said, because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Okay, now, that, it says that as long as Moses was out there with the rod in his hand and he had his hands up in the air, they prevailed. What does that sound like to y'all? What does that sound like to y'all? Let's look at, yeah, let's look at 2 Timothy 2.8. I mean 1 Timothy, excuse me, 2.8. Way, Teresa. Oh, just read it. Okay. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Without what? Doubting. Without wrath and without doubting. See, we get angry at God, don't we? Oh, I stood and I stood and I still haven't seen it. You know what? God's not, I'm not even going to, I'm mad at God because so and so and this and that and the other thing. Okay, and it says, I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, without wrath and without doubting. Remember over here, they were questioning, is the Lord even among us? 
is even among us. So we see here, but not only was he holding up his hand, what, was he, what did he have in his hand? He had a rod. And the rod was his rod of authority. What is my rod of authority? So listen, I've been given this weapon that as long as I hold it up before the Lord and I praise him and I keep my hands lifted in holy worship and I've got my rod of authority in the air, let me tell you something, I'm undefeatable and so are you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say thank you, Lord, for your mercy endures forever. Amen. Now look. They were complaining, but God's mercy, God's mercy. Where have you messed it up? Where do you need mercy? Why don't you just get on your knees and repent and just praise the Lord? Why don't you get the word out and stand on it anyway? Amen? Amen? Why don't you just do that? Why don't you just do that? Now, I want you to see there, let's look at Exodus 17, 14. Did I already read that? I did already read that, but I... I wanted you to see there that he said, write it for a memorial. Write it for a memorial. Now listen, we just got through reading how the the, the children were questioning if God was even amongst them. Now they had already been coming through the wilderness, which means they had already seen all kinds of miracles. Right? They'd already seen the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. They'd seen water come out of a rock. They'd had manna from heaven. I mean, they'd had all kinds of things happen, but how quickly they forgot it. How quickly they forgot it. God said, now I want you to write this down as a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua. I want you to remember this, and I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about this. Amen? Amen. Listen. Build your memorials. Where do you build your memorials? See, sometimes, sometimes we're building our memorials at the place of difficulty. See, God told us to build the memorial at the place of victory. He said, build the memorial and remember how I've delivered you. I delivered you over and over so that when you're in the difficult time and you're, and you're afraid and the fear comes against you, you go back and you recount how good God has been. You go back and you say, yes, yes, I, I see how God delivered me this time. I, I remember how that when I was losing my house and I, I was gonna, my, my electricity was going to be cut off, my next door neighbor came over and literally just handed me money. I remember how that I came to church with no gas in my car and I didn't know how I was going to get home and somebody in the church walked up to me and said, God told me to give you this for gas money. I remember how that when I didn't have food to buy, uh, money to buy food, somebody came along and on my seat was sitting a public gift card. See, I remember that. Do you remember that? Do you remember those times? See, where did you build your memorial? But this is what happens. We build our memorial at the place of defeat. Well, you don't know how hard it was. It's been very terrible. And we go around and we tell people how terrible it is. Well, let's look at that 1716 there. What did it say? It says, for he said, because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Now, listen, listen, who was having war with Amalek? God was having war with Amalek, not the people. 
they were just they they were just servants of God carrying out the will of God there in the earth. It was it was the Lord's war. Right? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like, it sounds a little bit like, uh, according to the word, is it not Jesus that has already overcome for us? Is it not him? Does it not tell us to fight the good fight of faith? Not the, not the fight of doubt. Not the fight of doubt, but the fight of faith. Amen. He said, remember, the Lord said, remember and recount it, recount it. So now, why would I, why would I need to recount these good things? I want you to just skip over and let's look at verse, uh, let's go to 18 and let's look at verse 8. Now, Jethro has come, and that's Moses' father-in-law, and he's brought his wife, Moses' wife, and he's come to be, he's heard all these things that's happened, and he's come out to where they are, and he's visiting with Moses. And it says, and Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh, not to him, all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake all the hardship that had come upon them on the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Then Jethro rejoiced for all the good which the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Listen, now I know... Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. For in the very thing which they behaved proudly, he was above them. Woo, did you see that? Listen, listen. When we recount the good of God, we pave a way for somebody else to believe. And this is a type of worship that we don't talk about too much. See, we get caught in our little thing about talking about how hard it's been for us. True. We build our memorial right there. Oh, man, you know, I'm struggling and it's hard and everything's bad and I've got this bad report and, and, and you know, my kids are acting like, well, listen, listen to me. Did you pray for those kids? Did you pray for those kids? Then why aren't you rejoicing because God heard your prayers? Why aren't you rejoicing because God heard your prayers? Amen? Have you got one that's gone astray and they're really difficult? Oh, wait a minute. God said that children are a blessing of the Lord. They're a blessing. And if they're not acting like a blessing, why don't you open up your mouth and praise God that they are going to act like a blessing? Why don't you just go ahead and thank him that, that, that he's already given you that promise? Is your marriage going all kinds of crazy in every kind of way? Well, how about you just remember when you were, when you were praying for that spouse? Do you remember that? When you were like, oh, Lord, I want to be married, and I, I, want, a, I want a spouse, and I just want a good, I need a husband, and oh, and now you got the husband, and you're like, he drives me crazy. I, I wish he would just go to work or something and give me some peace around here, or she just nags, nags, nags all day long. I wish that woman would just hush. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What if you stopped and praised the Lord for the gift that he gave you and declared that it is good? What if you praised God for that spouse and prayed for them? What if you did that instead of building your altar at the complaint? How about you build a memorial at the place of goodness? 
how about you build your memorial on the place of goodness? Amen. 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 Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Why do we keep saying his mercy endures forever? Because we all need mercy. Because we all fail. <laughs> we, 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 we fail, right? Listen, Jesus has already won our battles. He's already won our battles. But we have to keep ourselves in that place of standing in victory. And one of the ways we do that is standing in praise. It's huge. Remember, 6,109 times in the Old Testament, 690 whatever it was, 92, in the New Testament, God said, praise me. He said, he said, lift up your hands, praise me, praise me, praise me. Now, why is this such a big deal? Listen, even babies can do it. See, those, those children coming out of Egypt, they were babies. And they were messing up all over the place. They were making poopy diapers, as Pastor says, everywhere. <laughs> okay. They were making messes everywhere they went. They were complaining, and they did anger God, but God was merciful. Because when Moses came along and intervened for them, who in your family needs you to be merciful and to intervene for them and to seek God's mercy for them? Amen? Who in your family needs to hear the goodness of God? See, in this passage right here, what has happened uh, is, is, is Moses has just paved the way for Jethro to become a believer. How did he do that? He simply told the goodness of God. In other words, he gave a testimony. He gave a testimony. Now how, how, how do we overcome? Well, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And the word of our testimony. Amen. You know, uh, where is it? It's a revelation, I think. Um, Revelation 19.10, the latter part of that, it says that uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So do you know that when you go around testifying of the goodness of God, you create a prophetic pathway for somebody else to experience the goodness that you've experienced? Amen. You create the prophetic pathway. Do you have somebody in your family you want to get saved? Why don't you talk about the goodness of God? Why don't you tell them how good God's been to you? I'm I'm not talking about preaching at them. I'm not talking about sitting and telling them, oh, you lousy sinner, worthless, nothing, something or other. You better straighten up or you're going straight to hell. Okay, that that rarely ever works. Just telling you, rarely ever works. But what if you sat around talking about the goodness of God? What if they could see the joy? What if you were full of joy and peace and a good word about the Lord? What if they saw that? Would they be interested in it? I bet you they would. Listen, the whole world is full of anxiety. You can't hardly turn on any YouTube, any program, any anything that they're not talking about. Well, I deal with anxiety and depression, anxiety and depression, anxiety and depression. You know why the whole world's anxious and depressed? (laughs) Yes, because they don't have the Lord. Because they don't know what to do when they're in the midst of of a mess. And even if they don't even understand that they need the Lord. He is the answer. That's right. He is the answer. Now listen to me. I know, I know that there are hard things that happen to us. There are hard things that happen in our lives. 
uh, it happens in everybody's lives. And like I said earlier, you could question that from now until eternity. Why did so-and-so die when I stood and believed? But let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Is Jesus still worth your worship? You see, you can't always know the answer to that. It could be anything. You don't know what was in the other person's heart. You may have been praying for them, but sometimes people get glimpses of glory before they've actually left here, and they have free choice. You know, maybe the whole church prayed for somebody and they still left. But I've heard plenty of stories about people who died and they came back, and they talk about how they were in a coma, but they were actually in the presence of God. Their body was here, and they were in the presence of God, and they didn't want to come back. Some of them didn't want to come back, and they needed to come back. So your loved one, yeah, you may have prayed for them, and maybe they went on to heaven. Maybe they did. Maybe that happened. But listen to me. There's coming a day. The Bible says that all of this will be as though it never even happened. And so what does that mean to me? It means, <laughs> praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Actually, I want all of y'all just to give the Lord some praise for a moment. Thank you, Lord, because there is coming a day when this will all be done. We won't even remember it. The Bible says we won't even remember it. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. You are worthy of praise and honor. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your prosperity. Thank you for your son. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you that I slept in a bed last night. Thank you that I had food to eat today. Thank you I'm in air conditioning. Thank you, Lord, my loved ones are around me. Thank you I have a church that believes the word. Thank you I have other believers surrounding me and loving me and praying for me. Thank you, Lord, I have your word, and it's always the truth no matter what my eyes see. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory. You are the one that deserves honor and power and glory. And we give it, Lord. We give it. And we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Now listen to me. If, if, if one day I will no longer even remember this, then it, listen, when I'm in heaven, everything will be perfect. It'll be super easy for me to praise God there, won't it? But I only have one chance to give God the sacrifice of praise when maybe I don't feel like it, when maybe something hurts, when maybe something does not look the way I want it to, when maybe I have no understanding of why. Can you still praise God in that moment? See, the Bible says, bring the sacrifice of praise. Remember he told Moses, he said, build the memorial, build an altar. You sacrifice on an altar. But here's the funny thing, it's not really a sacrifice. Because when we, when we, when we do it, we're the ones getting blessed. The only thing you're sacrificing on that altar is your flesh, your soul, its feelings. It's all you're sacrificing. 
It's it. It's, it's your soul. That's all you're sacrificing. You're gaining everything. And in the midst of it, if you can't remember, you just keep reminding yourself one day it'll be as though this never happened. I won't even remember it. The Bible says you won't even remember it. He'll wipe it away. It'll be gone. You will not even know it happened. Remember, he said this is, these afflictions, these light afflictions, Paul, these light afflictions, they're but for a moment. Eternity's huge. Huge. And I've got one, one, one chance to give God something that I won't be able to give him ever again, which is worship in the midst of a difficult situation. Because I won't have difficulties in heaven, and neither will you. You'll be perfected there. I won't have pain, and people won't be dying. And people won't hurt my feelings. And people won't come and take away your fortunes or whatever, or throw you out of the job or whatever it is, okay? They, they won't do that. Spouses won't leave. You won't have one except Jesus, and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Okay, let's look at Hebrews 13, 15. It says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips given thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips given thanks to his name. So listen, when I come, listen, Shekinah Glory's coming next week. Good opportunity for you to practice. See, God is looking for those. Now, I want to say something here, and I want to talk about this for just a minute, and then we're going to close, and we're going to, ooh, we're getting out of here a little early. All right, y'all can praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. (laughs) Thank you for his mercy endures forever. Amen. See, merciful God, merciful God. (laughs) Now I lost my train of thought. What was that? Yes, the fruit of the lips. Listen, next week Shekinah Glory is going to come. God is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Now, what am I talking about? You're going to get in here and your soul's going to say, well, that is just ridiculous. There is no reason. Did you, do you see them? Oh, my God. Are, what, why do they always do that? Why are they always over there going... It looks ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Oh, there goes Sister So-and-so again. We knew she was going to run around. She does that every time. Listen, listen. That's your soul. That's your soul. That's your dignity. And before the Lord, you've got nothing to be dignified about. Nothing. You have no dignity before the Lord. He is your dignity. Amen. Amen. And so, and so I have to get past my soul. It means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer that sacrifice praise no matter, what, no matter what I feel. Maybe you come in and you're tired. You're like, well, I'd like praise the Lord, but I'm just too tired. I work today, and I don't have the energy for that. And besides that, my back hurts, my toes broke, my elbow hurts. I mean, I don't know. I got a bruise on my head, something. I mean, you've always, <laughs> listen, the devil will provide you with a million reasons. You, you, you just pick one. Just pick one. But are you going to go with the spirit or are you going to go with the soul? 
Are you going to bring a sacrifice? In other words, it has to cost you something. It either costs you dignity or you got to get over your tiredness or you got to get over the way you're going to look. You won't, Look, look, look. Y'all look ridiculous when you don't join in. You're in the midst of a bunch of people that are doing it. You are the one that looks like a weirdo to the rest of us. When I'm shouting and praising the Lord, the Holy Spirit's moving, and you're standing there going, oh, oh brother, oh, God, man, I wish she'd shut up screaming. I can't even. Listen, you're the weirdo. You're the weirdo. You stand out like a sore thumb. The devil's telling you that you're keeping your dignity. You're not. We're all going, oh, backslider. and jump on into the river. Amen? You might as well just come on. Join the party. Listen, the water's fine. The water's fine. Jump on in. You'll love it. Learn to swim in the spirit. Learn to jump in and be in it. Amen? Bring your sacrifice. Worship him in spirit and in truth. So I'm going to worship because it's spiritual. Because God said to do it. And I'm going to worship in truth, which means no matter what the devil's telling me, the Bible tells me something different. So while I've got the bad doctor's report, I've got truth. So you know what? I'm going to worship in truth. And when I've got the bad, you know, the bill over there, and it's scary, and I have no idea where I'm going to come up with that. Listen, I'm just going to worship in truth. This is my truth. This is my rod of authority. And it's my guarantee of victory. Now listen, this is so simple that babes could do it. Yeah, Yeah, the Bible says so. He said out of the mouths of babes, he's perfected worship, praise. Amen? 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 Amen. Woohoo! Say thank you, Lord. Glory. Glory to your name. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy of praise. We thank you that you dwell in our presence when we praise you, Father. You said you are here in our midst, that we come into your presence with praise. I thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you that you're here right now working in us. What do you need right there where you're sitting at? Why don't you just go ahead and thank God for the victory right there, right now? Why don't you just thank God for the victory right there, right now, right now, right now? Right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Glory. We give you glory. Woo. Woo. Give a shout of victory. Victory, Lord. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory. 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 Amen. All right. Father, we thank you. You're a good God. You're a holy God. You're worthy of our praise. And Papa, I thank you that as we go out of here tonight, we are prepared to praise you no matter what the situation is. And when we come in here next week, Father, we welcome your spirit. 
We welcome your Holy Spirit to work however it needs to work through Shekinah glory. We lift them up to you, Father, even now as they're preparing to come to us. Father, I pray that you download into them the wisdom that they need, whatever the instruction is that we need, God. I pray that they come full and ready to give, and I pray that the people's hearts are open, Lord, and accepting, and that they receive whatever it is that you have for them. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Say woo Yeah. All right. Y'all are getting out of here a little early. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.